Hey, man. What's up? Uh, have you ever heard of <laughs> the mouse utopia experiment? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even want to. <laughs> The mouse utopia experience. No, experiment. no, no, no. This was that game that we uh, used to play as kids. What? It was a board game. Oh, what is that? Uh, yeah, mousetrap. Mousetrap. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Did you have mousetrap? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, you had to I set up the whole so thing bad. and then. Oh, sorry. I forgot that my parents were richer than yours. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. We were poor. We made some bad financial decisions. You know, my, par- <laughs> my parents went into debt over mousetrap, dude. <laughs> My parents were like my kid wants mouse. Your parents were wise. You're like, we, we, you, your parents were like, you can either go to college or get mousetrap. Mouse my parents were like, you can do both, buddy. Yeah, and they we'll, paid the price for it. You know, yeah, your parents sat down and they were like, they're like, okay, we're going to the bank today. They got there and like, hey, can we take out a personal loan? And they're like, yeah, what's the reason? Uh, you know that board game personal mouse reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm ready to tell the bank why I need the money. <laughs> Do you have to tell the bank why you need the money? Can I no. take out a personal loan? No, but sometimes they make conversations. If they're like, well, so what's this for? Uh, my own business. How about that? Jerry. I'm laundering money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open a KFC. Yeah, how about that? with $2,000? Watch me, Jerry. Yeah, never say never. Legally, you have to say mice. <laughs> if you're listening to this, that's the most beta thing about you. You think there's Kansas City cannibals? Oh, 100%. There are people in the city that eat each other. (laughs) And he told the farmer, he said, you're a rat farmer now. I was the person in the Mickey suit. (laughs) They would force me to eat all the other mascots. (laughs) (laughs) Things I learned last night. So the mouse utopia experiment, not experience. I said experience, (laughs) which is which is actually the new uh, the mouse utopia experience is the new section of uh, Walt Disney World, but mouse utopia experiment Mm -hmm. is Uh, it was similar to the Stanford prison experiment. Actually, kind of have we talked about the Stanford experiment? I don't think we have, Um, but it is kind of similar. Um, so basically, it was this guy. Uh, he was an ethologist. Uh, is a what? Ethologist. I thought you said ethologist. Ethologist. He's an ethologist. An ethologist, which uh, ethics. It, no. Oh. It's often confused with ethics. It's kind of similar though. It's a study of animal behavior, um, usually with like it's focusing on uh, what. Um, how their behavior adapts in certain circum- certain circumstances. Okay, um, and so he did this. He crafted this experiment. This guy named John B. Calhoun um, in the uh, late fifties and early sixties, um, and it it began. So there's kind of two iterations of the experiment. We'll start with the first one. Well, actually, let's talk about the why. Um, <laughs> I okay. watched a TED talk <laughs> about what's your why. You know, what was John B. Calhoun's which I hate how you said Calhoun. Calhoun. What was how his else would I say it? How else would Calhoun. I say Calhoun? Calhoun. Calhoun. Yeah, but you go Calhoun. <laughs> he told me. Uh, Alex told me before this. I said, "Do you think we need to dampen the corners in this room and put like some sound treatment on there?" He's like, "Well, he's like that only really matters for bass." And I was like, "Well, I'll lower my voice." <laughs> so that was an attempt. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, mean, I don't think pouring water on it's going to help. Look at that damp corner. <laughs> Right. 
Alex goes in here next time and we just so <laughs> see him like with a hose. <laughs> with a hose, just spraying well, everything just down. dampening the room. Just dampening the room. Yeah, that'll really mess up our outlets. Less echoes. Oh, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, our electric is, we're going to burn up any moment. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so, so, hey, Alex, if we ever die <laughs> while recording an episode, still release, release, it, it, release please, it 100%. But cut it the moment before we die. Yeah. yeah. No, you know? it, do it like those. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Calhoun. <laughs> I'm interested in the why of what you're thinking. So, the, the, he the does 50s. experiments. It's the 50s. A couple things are happening. Yeah. Um, over the past 50 years, the world has <laughs> just gone insane. Um, so, anybody who was alive then, they saw um, two world wars, the Great Depression, um, the, uh, the that Dust Bowl. Uh, and <laughs> just naming stuff that <laughs> dust bowl. The, probably the biggest thing. The biggest thing that relates to this is the uh, the roaring twenties. We're just yeah. laden in sin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they saw the sin of the century, <laughs> and so there was this uh, this big perception that uh, the world was becoming a uh, much more sinful place because there's okay. all this like pain and bloodshed and just promiscuity <laughs> promiscuity promiscuity. Yeah, prom. You think that's where prom got its name? I think it's they named prom. You think they named prom after promiscuity because they were like, I mean, they knew what was going to happen and like, let's call it prom. <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> let's move on from that joke. Let's move on from that. One. I think that's where it came from mm-mm. patent pending. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, you stress me out sometimes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> There's this growing move of people who were just like the world is going mad and everybody's awful. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which I think happens in every generation all the time. So there was this kind of impending feeling of societal collapse. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And coinciding with this was also this feeling of um, urbanization has reached this fever pitch and yeah. has never happened before. Um, all of a sudden, cities are getting overcrowded. Um, and at this time, it's still the freeway and the sprawl is still a very new thing for cities. Mm-hmm. And so it's starting to get to the point where everyone's are, got cars and stuff. They do have cars, um, but it's still early enough in that to where there's not the sprawl. So they're running out of space in the cities because people, a lot of people can't commute yet because there's no freeway. The freeway yeah. system is still very young and a lot of cities don't have it yet. And so. Um, there's this kind of impending feeling of we're running out of space. Um, we have more people than we have room for. Uh, and the people on the edge of town are looking at the fields across the street and they're like, look at all that space. And they turn around the people in the middle are like, where's all the space? Bro, I feel like every time I like go through like Wyoming and yeah. people are like, we're running out of space. And I go, well, no, you just don't want to live in Wyoming. Yeah, you just don't like the places where there's space. Yeah, you don't like the place <laughs> that there's room for you. <laughs> You want to be squeezed in with everybody. Um. <laughs> what was that? Squeeze me in time. You just want to be like. Oh, so, so they're panicking a little bit. So there's kind of these two two big pressures. Well, I mean, you know that London. Yeah. Did you know that London is the is very close to the same square miles as what? Are you about to tell me a fact I told you? No, I'm about to tell you a fact that me and Reagan discovered. I told you this fact on the podcast no. in the hot tub. That <laughs> London 
Yes. Is go ahead and tell me the fact you think I'm going to share with London you. is about the same amount of square miles as Springfield, Missouri. Well, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I was going to say it's about the same square mile as Wichita, Kansas. All right, how about that? You did not tell me that I, in that episode. Can, I Connor put that clip in. No, put no, no. Clip Connor, in. Connor, <laughs> Connor, Connor, Connor. Which one of us pays you? Neither of us. Okay, so. <laughs> How about you don't listen to either of us? You don't take orders from us, all right? London, three thousand three hundred square miles. The Springfield Metro uh, includes, so that includes probably Mount Vernon, Branson. So the whole any, anywhere where people all that it includes Nixa Republic, definitely Ozark, definitely. But anyways, three thousand square miles. So so fifteen million people crammed there could live in that area. All right, listen, if you told me that in that episode, here's I guarantee here's what happened then. All right, because because Reagan told me that more recently, I think. Yeah, because she probably heard it in that. Episode. She probably heard it in that episode and then <laughs> she's been telling you facts she got from our show and you haven't she noticed. has been. You know what? And it's pretty interesting. She told me about this. You're not gonna believe this. She told me about this guy that jumped out of a plane once <laughs> stole all this money, right? It was like CBD or something like CB duper CB duper. <laughs> That's what I think all those. That's why everyone's like CBD. You know, isn't that what that is? Yeah, he started an oil company. Um, big, big uh, fuel tycoon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so apparently anyway, I'm saying so they their solution to the running out of space thing was to go up. Well, kind of. I think London. Uh, one of the big things with London is it's always been here. And so it's been around for much longer, and so they didn't have, for much of its history, did London exist at the same time as Jesus? <laughs> I mean, I think there might have been a town there. I don't think it was a big deal. You know, that was that was a thought I had when I was out there in Sequoia <coughs> Park. You know, I just become a nature guy. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, just become one of those dudes. Think about getting a Subaru. Um, <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> was it? Uh, well, it was settled. Depending on where you date the birth of Jesus, about twenty to thirty years after Jesus, mm. so pretty close. <clears throat> so it's a really old town, and so they didn't have the opportunity to sprawl because they didn't have cars. Was Springfield, so, Missouri, around <laughs> yeah, during the was, Jesus times? Springfield was actually founded twenty years before Jesus. Wow! Depending on where you put Depending Jesus. Depending on where you put Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, what's crazy? Lambert's, I heard he was there first. Lambert's, <laughs> Lambert's was Lambert's out there. A hundred years. Lewis and Jesus. Clark <laughs> headed out on their adventure, and they were like, "If only someone could throw some rolls." <laughs> that's how it started. They were throwing rolls into the river to Lewis and Clark. <laughs> they were just bored, throwing their food away for their journey. They're like, man, hopefully this journey doesn't take a long time because we. Wait, Lewis and Clark were throwing the food away. Food I was away. saying that Lambert's was on the banks oh. of the river throwing Lewis and Clark rolls and you were going with their uh, They're just like we're so bored. Let's throw our food overboard. <laughs> what you ever been you ever been on a road trip, you know, you get that snack bag, right? And then you're just trying. You're like, I bet I can catch this funion on the antenna of the car next to us. Here we go. And so you're just disc tossing funions on the interstate. You ever been that bored? You know what I'm talking about? Has that ever happened to you? So what do they do about the crowding stuff? Yeah, so everyone's freaking out about this. Um, and this guy, uh, John B. Calhoun, 
uh, he <laughs> was like, well, I'm going to do an experiment and see what happens if we let this play out. Uh, and so what he did is he got a bunch of rats, mm-hmm. mice, <laughs> no rats. Oh, later it was mice. Okay. Started out with rats. Uh, well, first it was bats, but they flew out of the enclosure. <laughs> it's like, oh, they can get away. <laughs> uh, and this so experiment works for vampires. <laughs> so he set up this uh, uh, big enclosure uh, that was separated into four sides. Okay. So there's four sides of it. And in between the sides, there is a cross in the middle for each of the sides of an electric fence. So four corners, electric fence separating all of them. So it's a square. <clears throat> yes. With four squares inside. Yes. And then separating them as an electric fence. Okay. On the bottom three, there is a big bridge that goes up over the electric fence, but just one. So there's from um, uh, the top right corner to the bottom right corner to the bottom left corner to the top right, but there's not one or just the top. When left. you're saying top, top, are you is this this is laying on like if it's on this table? <clears throat> yes. This the angle you're looking. At. It's not like it's upright. No, yeah, no, it's not upright. Yeah, it's yeah. laying flat. So okay, um, but then the top left and top right are not connected by a bridge. Okay, so you can only go. They only have that a f- U. So you have to go down and around to get mm-hmm. to. Okay, mm-hmm. and so what he did is he did minor things to set up, uh, if you will, better places to live. So there was like, <clears throat> for example, in the top left corner, the uh, nesting space was at the top of this ramp, but the ramp was significantly taller than all the other ones. All of them had ramps, but this one was really, really tall. Okay, so it was a little inconvenient because you had to go up, you had to carry your couch all the way up there, right? Um, <clears throat> where everybody else could just carry it right in the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Got to get helpers. <laughs> yeah, but the bigger impact, the bigger impact was uh, the food supply. How big is this? Uh. I don't know exactly like probably room size. I don't know. It's not huge interesting, um, but big enough to where you could have a few dozen rats in each section. So oh, decent decent size, size. Decent yeah, size. Yeah, yeah. not on top of a table. No, definitely not tabletop. Definitely not tabletop like room size at least. Okay, um, <clears throat> and so uh, but the bigger impact was in uh, two of the sections. There was feeders that were feeding full size pellets and in two of the sections there was feeders that were feeding uh, powder. And so there was a clear difference in food and a clear difference in nesting zonage um, that they had. Initially, it began to where everything kind of worked normal, like the the uh, rats were all going across the bridge and interacting with each other and getting food from the pellets, getting food from the powder. Over time, though, as uh, more generations of these rats were born into their habitation. How long did this experiment last? Oh, a long time, a couple years. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> as more rats got born into it, they got more territorial and they got more population to it. Uh, it a few really interesting things started happening. Um, so there was uh, what he described as like the beta males of the population would wake up really early, way before sunrise, and they would cross the bridges and they would go to where the pellets were and try to gather as many of the pellets as they could and bring them back to their side of the bridge before everybody else woke up. Once the alphas woke up, they would go stand guard on the bridges and not let anybody <laughs> get past them into really? their section of the the habitation. Um, and so that that was why that happened. They all started being like, well, we got to get up before they do yeah. and go get all of our and the same thing happens now. <clears throat> you see these dudes with like tribal tattoos on their arms standing on bridges around town. 
you know? Don't go to my side of the bridge. The like, alpha like, bros out there's there. There's another bridge yeah, right down the street. And they just like got a little boom box and they're blaring old Joe Rogan episodes, you know? And they're just like freaking alpha, bro. From, from before it was like pub like produced like episode 20 of Joe Rogan. Podcast. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like really bad audio quality and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Um, simultaneously. Do you think alpha bros listen to our show? No. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. Either. <laughs> if you're listening to this, that's the most beta thing about you. <laughs> I hate that language. You, I hate all. I hate all those people who do that. Yeah, me too. To me, in my head, like I don't use that language. But the dudes with like tribal tats who do use that language, like they yeah. call other people beta males. Oh yeah. And oh, like yeah. that's the most beta male behavior. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you gotta like yeah, tell gotta me how much out. more powerful you are than other people, I feel like That's pretty not powerful. You're a weak little twerp. <laughs> you're a weak little twerp. And I will punch <laughs> you in the face over some full size pellets. Okay. <laughs> I want the full pellets. You know what, Tillin? We're not just a podcast. We're a ministry, and our hope is to continue to reach more people with the light and the joy of the Lord. Because remember, at the center of all this, the core of who we are, our main objective is to fiddle off the devil. If you want to help support us in that ministry, please join us on Patreon where you'll get ad-free episodes, exclusive merchandise, a Discord channel where we can discuss everything you want to talk about, your dreams, your ideas, your problems. Text Tillin to 66866. Do you feel that relief? Anyway, here's another advertisement. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, you, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L. In at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30 day money back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> uh, so, so like, so th- there were larger rats that would then mm-hmm. stand guard and make sure yeah. that no one could get into their. Yeah, they started hoarding the food. Um, but there's little Robin Hood rats. 
<laughs> that were just climbing over the Robin fences. Hood rats. Getting, oh gosh, who would run over? <laughs> getting, shocked for, getting shocked for everybody else and throwing it over the fence. Yeah. Uh, no, that didn't happen. Oh. Um, another interesting th- thing happened. Um, the taller the nesting enclosure, the worse the parenting became, um, oh. because it got harder for them to get up there and take care of their young. Uh, and so they found that um, the the mothers of the the rats that were in the lower enclosures would do everything that they rats would typically do to rear their children. But the, in the taller ones, it was almost as if they were conserving energy because they didn't have as much food. And so they would come up and they said that when they would move the rats around, they would often just kind of scatter them. They wouldn't move them all together. They would just kind of toss them around wherever they ended up and they wouldn't feed all of them. Like they would only partially take care of them and do the bare minimum possible and then like get out of there, mm-hmm. um, which was very, very odd. Um, and so after seeing this result, his preliminary thought was there's something interesting happening here when the population get got too big to sustain itself. Um, behavior got really, really out of whack. Um, People got, they broke into smaller groups and they got really territorial. um, And they also simultaneously um, started looking out for themselves more than they started looking out for the whole. The rats Um, did? Yeah, yeah. So You said people. I personified the rats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These were actually people. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I thought at the end you're gonna be like, "Hey, this whole time <laughs> I've been talking about rats." The rats were people. The rats <laughs> they're, were they're people, people with little the little hats, the little rat ears, like the. Why would they make them do that? <laughs> why would they're they like, do you're that? You're a rat. <laughs> <laughs> why would they? Every why would day, that need to be part I, of the experiment? Every day an experiment. People are like, said, "You're a rat." I want to find out a lot about human you're behavior, but I also <laughs> want to demean them as much as as possible. Um, Eat these pellets, you rat. <laughs> yeah, we fed them pellets and protein powder, um, and then we were surprised when they were like foaming at the mouth, animalistic. We were biting each when other. They were crazy. We were like, "This is wild. <laughs> this is definitely because we made the nests too high." <laughs> Not because we told them we've been looking at people in these nests. Yeah, here's a nest for you. Yeah, I can't believe these these people. And so he was like, he's like, okay. He had the all these thoughts about how as it overpopulated, things got crazy. Yeah, but then he said, well, you know what? He said I did kind of influence this. He's like, I made some of their living conditions worse, mm-hmm. um, and I made it to where there were these kind of. Um, these bottleneck points for fights to happen. I mean, those those rats were like killing each other on the bridges. Um, Jeez, trying to throwing them into the electric fence. <laughs> yeah. Hey, exactly. Christine. <laughs> That's a Natalia Barnett reference. <laughs> Pushing her into electric fence. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to make Christine merge with rat. I was like, what names have rat in it? What? What? What names? Rattly. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all changed their name. Okay, anyways, uh, so rattly. I hate that. So so Calhoun was like, okay, how can I take as much of my influence out of this experiment as possible? Yeah. So he went and he found this farmer, <laughs> and he told the farmer, he said, "Put on these ears. <laughs> <laughs> You're a rat farmer now. <laughs> can you snicker for me?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, that's weird, but I'll, I'll, it'll work. No, he went to this farmer and he was like, "Hey, can I use some of your land 
for an experiment. I know everyone's freaking about a, out about everyone losing space, but can mm. I use some of your space? Uh, <laughs> and the farmer was like, sure, you can run an experiment on my land. Like, you, There's some wooded areas over there to do whatever you need to do. He didn't expect Calhoun to chop down a bunch of trees and build an acre long, like an acre, square acre enclosure for mice. <laughs> and the guy at the farmer was just like, well, I mean, I did tell him he could do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically I said yes to this. <laughs> you just hear him out there at 3 a.m. just hammering stuff. So <laughs> and the rat farmer's wife is like, <laughs> honey, <laughs> that's how they communicate to each other. We got to put we got to put little captions underneath these. That's him going. I made a commitment. <laughs> We're following through. That's Don't you give me that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hear the tone in your clicks. <laughs> in your clicks. <laughs> so he builds this much, much larger enclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For mice, which are smaller. Yeah, he, he got mice this time. He's like, uh, I can fit more of these in here. And he put a few dozen groups together. Um, and he didn't do anything different. Like he just he set up a bunch of random food spots. All four were the same. And well, there wasn't four separate sections, so it was uh, one massive open container. Okay. Um, and then he put a few food, uh, like, what do you call those things? Where it's like you put the food feeders? in it. And, yeah, feeders. He put a few feeders, all the same food. There was nothing in it that was like, okay, there's room for inequality here, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he built a bunch of like nesting zones that were like same high, you know, whatever. Um, so there's no room for any any of them to get stuck with. Is it enclosed over top? I don't know. Actually, are there like were there's there... a dome with a fake sky on it? Well, <laughs> no, I'm saying it. like we're some, p- like some of the mice predators. are standing on the street and they're like flat dome or flat enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> they're flat enclosure earth. <laughs> so guys are like, no, this is a globe. The sky's not real. They're like they're like I've been to the end of the enclosure. There's a wall. <laughs> so anyway. It's the true mice show, um, and so. But I'm saying, like, were, were there predators in there at all? No, 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 no. So it's just the mice. They were the only ones in there. Okay. So it, I, mean, I would imagine it's probably then. enclosed. Yeah, because so, yeah. it's just an acre on this farmer's land. Yeah. How are you going to keep like hawks and stuff out? Yeah. So it must be must be enclosed. Um, but there's no there's no like pictures or videos of this experiment anywhere. You can't Perfect. find them. He made they it up. Him. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you prove you did this experience? Uh, well, I don't know. Ask the rat farmer. Yeah, the rat farmer has a pretty good. Yeah, rat farmer skipped it. town. So, um, so, uh, uh, so he he puts all these these mice in there, uh, and over the first about year, mm-hmm. um, every hundred days or so, they would double in population. Um, but they stayed pretty uh, grouped up into almost families, um, so groups of rats that were reproducing together stuck together and they kind of stayed on their own thing and got food from the same place nested in the same place and kind of were separate from each other. Sure, but after about a year um, their multiplication uh, doubled. So every 50 days they were doubling the the whole population was doubling and when that happened some interesting things started to happen. Um, One the beta males started to arise again. And so there was this this structure of the alphas and the betas, and the betas. What the betas did is they, for some reason, just all packed together in the center of 
this acre wide enclosure Mm -hmm. and they just kind of stuck together Mm -hmm. in the middle there um, and never really went out. Um, Every once in a while, the alphas for no clear reason would just come bite them um, and then just leave. And so they had this little spot where the rest of society just kind of observing all this. I mean, he just he's watching from the wall wall. with a little like like, just like and then takes notes and it's just like beta beta. weak little betas. Yeah. (laughs) Alpha males drove their large trucks over to the center (laughs) of the like alpha males opened a Ford plant. And so, and and what was what was interesting is they just kind of lived in this state of constant fear. They seemed very jumpy, very skittish. The beta, the beta males, yeah, in the, um, in the center, in that center. And they just stayed in that center, uh, so afraid to the point that on occasion they would something would happen and they would freak out on each other. And so they would just kind of brawl each other. Um, and oftentimes it would kind of be this everyone against one mentality. So one person would make a sudden movement and everyone would just kind of mob them. And that one would just kind of lay down and just take the beating uh, until it was over. And then they would just kind of chill together again. Like they would just, <laughs> that was their life. And that one was just like, okay, <laughs> this is, this is my life now. What were the alpha males doing? They were just like watching them. Yeah. So the alphas kind of split, but were they beating us killing each other in the middle? No, they were just beating the tar out of each other okay. on occasion uh, just because they got spooked. Like they weren't, they weren't like, uh, like malicious towards each other, but like someone would make a sudden movement, and everyone would be like, "Get him!" And then they'd be like, yeah. "Oh, that's Tom." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. And it's like, it's okay. I just, I knew you guys, okay, guys would notice eventually. <laughs> I thought you were one of those other ones. <laughs> okay. The alphas. Let's just go back to being a herd in the middle. <laughs> the alphas split into these different groups as well. Uh. And they are very. Uh, There's like gangs. Yeah, they're a very <laughs> odd selection of alphas. <laughs> you know. Uh, so there was. Um, let's just go down the line. Uh, there was a group of cannibals uh, that there was no reason for them to. There was plenty of food, but for some reason they would just go eat other mice. Like they would find them, and they would kill them, and they would eat them. Um, and there was no reason for it whatsoever. He was very perplexed by that behavior. Um, they were kind of the most feared people in the in the whole place. No way. <laughs> so uh, there's just there's a group of cannibals a group of cannibals. There's a uh, so there's a group of sexual deviants uh, and so these were people who they started. You got to quit saying people dude. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you got to clarify that these are mice. <laughs> okay, you keep saying these are people who just went and ate each other <laughs> like you're giving too much personality to these mice. So there was this group of mice that um, initially uh, legally you have to say mice. <laughs> so there's this group of mice that uh, f- for some reason uh, they stopped mating for reproduction. Yeah, they just constantly wanted to mate um, and they had no preference of who their partner was okay. um, and it, male female adult. It didn't matter. Um, they were just going around and finding people to just 
do their sexual deviation with mice finding mice (laughs) (laughs) they were finding the research it was the researchers you keep saying it you look down there's a little mouse on your toe you're like get out of here oh it's one of the deviants get out of here you deviant (laughs) (laughs) so there's that group yeah and then there's the cannibals Mm -hmm. um in response there's the recluses um, and so a bunch of them, <laughs> the recluses, 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 uh, Calhoun's <laughs> recluses. <laughs> so they built, uh, so they had the, the, uh, the nesting yeah. buildings, but these guys, they built, they, they dug tunnels and they lived in these tunnels and they would only come out. I guess to they could have, they could have dug underneath the fence well, they, and got they out, did it underground dome. As well, that was okay. why that was why some of them thought it was a round earth. Okay, um, they reached the, the underground dome. Uh, so some of them dug and they would only come out to eat or drink and then they would go hide in their tunnels again. Okay, um, and so because they were like society, I can't be a part of this society anymore. Yeah, um, people m- mice are crazy out there uh, and then um, a lot of the women in the society Female mice. A lot of the female mice in the society. Women. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. It's women mice, but okay. <laughs> they stopped journeying down out of the nest. They stayed in the they nest just, 24-7. They, just, okay. they camped out in as literally the way the researcher states it is he said they camped out in their apartments. Um, and so they stayed up in the apartments. So now they're just house mice. Yeah. If they were lucky, they had one of those males that would bring them food. Most of them didn't. So the majority of the litters started dying out because they didn't have because they just didn't nutrition. leave. Yeah, because the mothers wouldn't leave because it was too dangerous. They would leave and there was they had to worry about the cannibals, the deviants, and the betas. Who if you spook them, they just they maul just you. maul you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so society for these rats got really really crazy for a while, um, and it didn't happen until the population got really really big. There was still plenty of food. There was still a good amount of space, but for some reason, once the population hit a certain point, behaviors hit a fever pitch. And it, and so his theory was that if there is too much uh, population, the, uh, an event that he termed behavior sync occurs okay. where um, animals, and his theory is maybe people, would then begin to deviate their behavior. So you would have things like the sexual deviance, right? You have things like cannibalism, um, and then poor parenting, uh, reclusion, um, and then huddling into groups like yours, and then fighting each other when and infighting, um, as a response to this dangerous world around you, I guess. Um, and it, it, so behavioral sync became this kind of, um, poster child phrase that people in that culture were using because yeah. they looked it's to the, the same world thing around as them. mob mentality. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right? kind of. Uh, and so they just looked to the world around them and they said, hey, these cities are getting bigger and bigger and the lifestyles in those cities are getting worse and worse. Um, and so they started a lot of people started to believe that behavioral sync was a real phenomenon that was happening in human <laughs> in human <laughs> People start think that behavior sync happen in human. There was this podcast that one of the mice started in their society, <laughs> and the guy was like, "You gotta stop calling them mice. <laughs> you need to call them humans." <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> gotta call them human. <laughs> uh, uh, and so uh, 
the expectation was that when you overpopulate, you affect behavior. Yeah. Uh, and then people begin to do things. And the only where, solution. You're <laughs> <laughs> so nervous. What is the solution, Tim? So here's the thing. He's like, well, Calhoun, the only solution is to kill half of these mice. <laughs> Calhoun never provided a solution. Interesting. Okay. He uh, only provided. He here's only the provided research. His research. Okay. What he did say is he said when over time as new generations couldn't survive only mm. a couple of the litters were surviving and then everyone's getting cannibalized and killed by each other out in the streets. Um, eventually population started to decline and he said after it declined after about a year of this decline and it normalized behavior started to become a little bit more regular. Hey, have you ever heard of Dylan merchandise? That's right. We've got a full store of branded tees, mugs, hoodies, stickers, a lot more. All of it's available online. If you just text Tillin to 66866, we'll send you a link for all of that. And we put out new designs with every episode, but those are only available for a limited time. So get them while they're hot. So things level out eventually. Things leveled out eventually. Our population is decreasing. Is it okay? No, it's pretty pretty well increasing still. Oh, really? Stop as, having as kids. <laughs> Quit it. Quit it. You're you're going to make cannibals. Listen to my voice. Yeah, your kids are either going to be cannibals or be cannibalized. <laughs> this is or they're going to live in a hole. Facts don't care about your feelings. Okay, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> No, <laughs> I feel like there's too many anxious people who listen to our show. That's not going to happen. You're fine. So in the 70s, as long as you don't eat people, so please don't eat people. So this was widely accepted as as hey, if we have too many people, people are going to go crazy. Yeah, and the uh, I mean, there are people in small towns who still think that about cities. Yeah, because it is true. Like you get that many people together, like there are deviants in any society, but you get a big enough place where you get enough of them together. There are going to be a lot of people who are have deviant behavior and do crazy stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more cannibals in the city than there are in a small town just because of per capita. Things, you think there's you know? Kansas City cannibals. Oh, 100%. There are people in the city that eat each other guaranteed guaranteed. Stop it. I don't doubt it. I don't. There's people Stop in Minneapolis. <clears throat> there's there nobody here. In Des Moines. No, nah, there's nobody here who eats anybody. Cleveland. Cleveland has a lot of cannibals this is in the sea. You know, uh, <laughs> they're trying to see names can't in Ohio. <laughs> A lot of cannibals. Hannibal, Missouri. <laughs> a lot of cannibals. They named the city cannibal. And the guys like <laughs> so this like, is too guys, obvious. We're not going to get any new produce that moves in. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get any. <laughs> Add an H. They're like cannibal. I hate everything about you. <laughs> okay. So in the seventies, deviance is at an all-time high. You're having things like Woodstock and Firefest and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And and people and are doing what was that one that we talked about? The, I don't know, the, the ice cream social. Uh it, yeah, there's just uh, debauchery. Debauchery abounds. is everywhere. Uh and so uh, everyone's thinking it's during the roaring 70s. The roaring 70s. Everyone's thinking, oh man, the psychologist was right back yeah. in the 60s. Uh, but a psychologist Jonathan Friedman said, no, nah, I don't think so. 
I think there was something else going on there. So he said, I'm going to up the ante. He said, I'm going to get a bunch of high schoolers. I'm going to put rat ears on their head. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put them in an enclosure for a couple of years and see what happens. Uh, no. <laughs> so he got a bunch of uh, high school students and... Um, oh, he really did get high school students. Bunch of high school students and university students. And then went to that and, same farmer and <laughs> said, do you still have that enclosure? <laughs> he said, hey, can I use a little bit of space on your land? <laughs> and he built a high school. <laughs> <laughs> farmer, farmer was talking to his wife, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, think about all the food in the lunchroom. <laughs> we won't have to farm anymore. We can just take it from the lunch lady. We can get the government pellets. <laughs> Those public school pellets. Um, and so he. Uh, set up a situation where he was just monitoring them at school. So they okay. just went to school, high schoolers and university students, and he monitored their and behavior. He's just walking around the hallways, like hiding in lockers and stuff. <laughs> like he's just in a locker taking notes. With like eye holes cut yeah. out of the locker. <laughs> People are doing their little combinations and right next to it, he's sitting there and someone's doing their combination and they can't get it. And he's like, it's 32. <laughs> and he's. That was the moment that that guy became a Christian. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I met God. He told me someone's the last number in my locker combo. <laughs> That's my testimony. If it wasn't for him, I'd still be at that locker today. Yeah, I wouldn't have. So he's just high. He's he's dressing up as a janitor. He's got a fake mustache walking around. You know, sweeping stuff. A kid throws up on the ground, and he's just like with a broom, not even with mopping it just with a broom <laughs> just because like, he doesn't know how to janitor. You know, he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to do janitorial he things psychology school, not janitor school. <laughs> <laughs> he would <laughs> yeah, janitor junior college. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, and he's just over there. <laughs> the kids are walking by and he's just Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take for cannibals to show up at the high school? <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple months. Uh, so he measured their stress, their discomfort, uh, how competitive they became, and how unpleasant they were. Just did he said to do like interviews with them? How was he? How was he measuring those things? Um, I don't know. He was monitoring the behavior. Is what? Okay. Uh, it says. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, I think you might be closer uh, <laughs> to reality. Um, and then after, uh, yeah, he they probably knew he was doing it. <laughs> I don't really think he was hiding and like just watching him from a distance. Like I think he's I think he was, can. he was probably asking you know some questions. Um and so uh after uh he studied and so what he did is he studied smaller schools and bigger schools to see the difference in the size of the population in the school and how it okay. affected their behavior of the students. And he didn't find um, any connection in the size of the school. And so what he said after the after his research concluded, he said Calhoun's work was not simply about density in a physical sense um, as a number of individuals per like square unit of whatever surface yeah. area. Uh, he said, but it was about degrees of social interaction. And so he says he thinks what was happening was in the in his mice experiment. He said there was um, as the population grew, there was more deviance in that society and those deviants began to take over. It was not as mm. much of a because population grew, everybody started to deviate. Mm. He said 
that because population grew, there was more of an opportunity for deviants. And then those deviants grouped together. And unfortunately, there was no sort of ruling group that could quell the deviants. The deviants just kind of took over. They were like barbarians invading the town and yeah. doing whatever they wanted with it. Um, he, in the high schools, he said that there was no, there's no connection to that. You had the same per capita rate of people behaving or being competitive or stressing yeah. or whatever. Um, but there was a, a group that could control them um, that helped limit that. Yeah. So he was like, we <clears throat> they have need a principal more. Yeah. He was who, like, we need more Would you believe it? Is a giant rat. <laughs> right? The only way to, to control the humans yeah, was to have, to a, have giant a giant rat, rat running around the high school. I'll tell you what. I, and it's and, not, and this isn't like an animal anamorphic rat. It is, this is all real fours, six feet tall. Giant just rat. Running through the halls. Tell me right now, <laughs> would you respect a pale white guy in his 50s? <laughs> All right, who used to be a history teacher, yeah. worked his way through the With ranks of that small that school. Doesn't quite reach the end of doesn't his life. Doesn't all the way. And he's yeah. got blueberry muffin crumbs <laughs> in it, you know? Do you respect that guy? Or do you respect a giant <laughs> rat? Yeah, man. Uh, Mr. Mouse came <laughs> to the classroom the other day, and Danny was smoking a joint, and he ate him. <laughs> <laughs> So don't cross so Mr. Mouse. He's a rat. Do it. But he goes by Mr. Mouse. And I don't know if he goes by that because all he does is go <laughs> and then eats we don't actually know his name. We gave him that name. <laughs> That's probably why he's eating us. You know, I'm a rat. Is yeah, what he's actually the headline speaker at the teachers association <laughs> because the ACT scores have skyrocketed. I mean, like kids no, are doing great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You should see him in his suit. He got yeah, because he goes <laughs> and they're like, wow, dude, like if we get below a 33 on this, he's literally going to eat our entire families. He's gonna eat us. So he's going to eat us all. Yeah, but he drives a really cool like Mercedes. Yeah, you know drives yeah. that home. Exactly. <laughs> he's got a Mercedes. <laughs> he gets in his tail goes up and out the opposite in passenger <laughs> door <laughs> just flopping. He's got the window rolled out, but it's just like pinched in the door. I think he carries a briefcase to <laughs> demand respect. You know, there's nothing it's in full it. Of cheese. There's nothing <laughs> in it. It's full of cheese. <laughs> the briefcase is full of normal size rats. He goes home to his nest, you know, <laughs> in the farm. Yeah, talk about alpha males. I'll tell you what he's He's up there. Uh, so yeah, so Calhoun's conclusions were basically if we let population get too big, um, we're going to have a lot of bad people. In yeah, the world. Um, Freeman's conclusions Freeman's were conclusions were there will always just be a bad percentage. People. Yeah, the higher population you have now if those higher, can band percentage. together. Yeah. that's when it's dangerous yeah, and he which said is great because there's Facebook there's groups full of them. <laughs> I mean, true, but his point was more uh, Freeman's point was more uh, you have to have people who will stand up to them. Yeah, you got to have if everybody just hides in their circle in the center of the group goes up in their apartments or digs holes and hides in the holes. Then the deviants will rule society, um, but, but that is why like that's what I think. Like, I think we have institutions that do that hold people accountable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But as the trust in institutions crumbles, yeah, which it yeah. is. Yeah, you know uh, the people don't trust the justice system to deliver justice, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think the issue with that is in a lot of those situations, deviants start working their way into 
those organizations that are supposed to be holding people accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And so as that accountability and that trust is gone mm -hmm. and also there is social media. This is where I, I make this joke all the time of yeah. the you know your crazy uncle at Thanksgiving yeah. used to be just your crazy uncle with his weird ideas. Yeah, but now he's in a Facebook group with 10,000 other crazy uncles yep. and they're just reinforcing each other's ideas. Exactly. Exactly. And they're like maybe we should go out and eat people. <laughs> you and know that, that that was that's kind of where uh, Freeman takes it. Is Freeman's yeah. like yeah, you see that the the cannibal group got really big because they ate everybody else. Um, and they had all the power. Um, the that beta group and in so the it's middle. Like they maybe I should together. start eating people. Yeah, to you, fit in with the people who were eating people. Exactly. Like the, those behaviors became. If you wanted to succeed in that society that birthed inside Calhoun's experiment, was you had to start eating other mice, or you had to become a sexual deviant, or you just had to hide out. Um, those were kind of your options. Mm. Um, and so it it became a matter of survival of well, what am I going to be? You can who be, am I really? Who am I? Am I a cannibal? Am I a sexual deviant? Or am I going to hide in a hole? <laughs> Which one would you do? Uh, I mean, what I'll, I'll say when I was in high school, I wanted a bunker so bad. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I know you're a bunker guy. This went off the rails fast. Yeah. So how long was the high school observations? I don't know. I think a couple years. I think he watched them through. So then what conclusions can we walk away with it? Is there any like because I mean it feels like they're both just like yeah the other person was kind of wrong. Well yeah, I think I think the bigger thing deviance exists. At, there's no hope there. Yeah, I think I think with Friedman I think Friedman's the conclusion you have to take because I think it I think Calhoun's experiment was interesting to watch that. Yeah, the deviants kind of took over their but society. he is right. There is no power structure. There's no systems. Yeah, that can exist. That is a difference between humans and animals as well as our mm -hmm. ability to make systems yeah. and our ability to override our desires. Yeah, yep, 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 because you have a desire to punch someone in the face, but yeah. you can go. No, that's not productive. No, I'm not do that. <laughs> you yeah, know, that doesn't help anything. Yeah, yeah, so I think I think you have to look at Freeman's results because one I mean he did actually study people not mice people not people dressed as mice. <laughs> people dressed as mice. Yeah, <laughs> who were who were belittled every day into thinking yeah. you're a mouse. <laughs> you're a mouse <laughs> and you're a deviant mouse too. <laughs> like you're not even a good mouse deviant mouse. I just need <laughs> someone to tell me I'm a good mouse. You know. Deviant mouse Deviant sounds, mouse sounds like a two thousands blog. Like yeah, two thousands forum. Deviant mouse <laughs> sounds like a disgruntled ex Disney employee <laughs> who then goes online and starts a whole forum for people who are trying to take down Disney. You know, it's like share your horror stories of working for Disney. Right? It's deviantmouse.com. It's a whole forum of people who are like, oh my gosh, man, I had to, I was the person in the Mickey suit. And they would force me to eat all the other mascots. <laughs> like, you're a eat, eat goofy. Bro, Epcot was super weird when they first started it. Have we, have we done it? We haven't done an episode about Epcot. No, we haven't. I we thought should. about it. Yes. Um, yeah, there was actually also a uh, um, a cannibal mouse group that was run by the shift managers. That was. <laughs> <laughs> like <we eat. laughs> not real cannibalism. Yeah, they're just trying to get people fired. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know. Uh, so I think I think. Uh, yeah, I don't even we know need to look at Friedman though, because Friedman actually. You keep saying people. Friedman. It's Friedman. There's a D. Okay, 
Yeah, Friedman. You keep switching between Freeman and Friedman. No, just sometimes the D is a little less pronounced. Okay, okay. Uh, no, I hate <laughs> everything. Go ahead. Uh, because because one, he studied humans, not mice. Um, but two, yeah. uh, he noted that hey, there was no real connection in the size of the group. Okay, okay, um, okay. But it was he his theory is that it's more of the social structures outside the deviant groups to so control if, the deviants. Yeah, exactly. So if there's a if there's a structure, so in if, place, if society allows deviant behavior, then it will continue. Then it will. But as long control. as society yeah. says this is this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then, you point to things like Las Vegas, right? There's a place where deviant behavior is allowed and deviant behavior is encouraged a lot. Yeah, um, but you go to places like I don't know whole uh, Iowa. Yeah, small town. Deviant you say it, you say the S word, which to them is shut up. You say that and people You're go, oh, <laughs> um, um, you know, I'm telling you, you know. yeah, yeah. So it's the social structure that controls the deviance, not the size of the sure the social and group. mice didn't don't have social structure. Mm-mm. No, no. So they just either were killed or be killed basically mm-hmm. as their society grew too big, um, hmm. but uh, uh, to leave it Calhoun's one big conclusion. Uh, he said uh, that he thinks that the fate of population as it grows too big um, is that of Revelation two eleven, um, where <laughs> uh, where it talks about how um, there is a a uh, second death, um, and so the first the social breakdown of society is the spiritual death and it's okay. the first death, and that's mm. what we saw happen in the mouse. The second death is the bodily death of the people. And he says our society has already experienced its first death because of the collapse of. Are you joking, morals. or is this what he said? No, this is what he said. Okay, I thought you were so, doing. All, I thought because your tone of voice shifted to. No, he was serious. Uh, I just didn't take it serious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he says that we're headed toward a second death. Well, I mean, everybody's always headed towards dying. Um, yeah, is we're, dude, this is a hopeful episode. I love this. Well, no, the hope is I love now. that someone can listen to this and they, they can get into this episode and they go, man, here's the, the future's great. Here's the hope. When your friends do bad stuff, call them out on it. That was Friedman's point. Okay. If you have people around you who suck, tell them to stop it. That's what keeps people from sucky people from taking over. Okay, stand up to it. Uh, so yeah, there's a uh, there's the moral of the story. <laughs> Cool. If if you're ever in, I don't know, Los Angeles, uh, and there's a man running down the street with being chased <laughs> by a giant rat, <laughs> you step in front of that rat and you go, no, no, <laughs> you go, <laughs> right? you be really you careful s- though. Be really careful though, because you gotta go. You bite that. your fingers off, because. Is eat me. <laughs> what is no? Is eat me. So be very. Listen to the difference. Eat me. No. Eat me. <laughs> be very careful. No. I hear it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're There's right. You're right. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, also, you could also instead of no, you n- no would be right. But if you did, if you added a third, the that's fiddle off. Uh, question. <laughs> Things I Learned Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media, produced by Christian Taylor, audio by Alex Garnett, video by Connor Betts, our graphics and our logo by Caleb Goldberg, and our social media is run by Caleb Walker. Our hosts are Jaren Myers and Tim Stone. Follow us on your favorite social media platform 
at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Remember to tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Things I Learned Last Night. <laughs>